Welcome to Click Star, brought to you by Lucky Dice Cafe out of Huntsville, Alabama. Check them out at luckydicecafe.com. And now for your hosts, Daniel Powell, Jason Alvey, and Tyler Spees. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Clickstop today. This is your host, Daniel Powell, speaking. And just want to let everyone know that Clickstop is brought to you by Trollandtoad.com, the world's largest hero clicks retailer. Uh, use coupon code Clickstop for 5% off your hero clicks order. Uh, merchant and pre order items do not apply. And if you like what you hear today on Clickstop, be sure to check us out at patreon.com forward slash Clickstop. Uh, and joining me today is one of our other, the other title sponsor of Clickstop, uh, owner of Lucky Dice Cafe and the uh, ROC, Howard Brock. Hey guys. I'm a little uh, rusty on my intro today, Howard. Uh, that's okay. Well, you were under the so, weather. How, how long did that last you? Uh, a few days, but uh, I'm, uh, I'm over it now, so... Um, it was a busy time during Christmas, and um, now we're circling back to talking about the uh, talking about the big announcement and um, the uh, future of uh, ROC for uh, 2021. Yeah, I'm glad to talk about that because uh, I know that I, I think the biggest thing is that when you make an announcement. I understand why WizKids doesn't say things sometimes, and it's 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 kind of um, it. No matter whether you say something or you don't say something, there's too much. There's too many people that form a lot of un, a lot of conjecture. They guess and they start rumors and they they think that one thing is going on when it's not, and they and just a lot of things just fly all over the place. And I mean, sometimes they get some of this stuff right. But there's a lot of stuff that they don't. And WizKids, um, I love them, but they don't speak up and talk as much to everybody the way that I do. I, I mean, I've always been on the forefront, and I've always uh, – I'm not shied away from hard questions. And I've and we made mistakes, Lord help us, uh, many times. And we've always tried to correct them. WizKids uh, – I think uh, corrects their mistakes when they make them also a little slower than, than maybe we do, but they do make, they do make the mistakes, but they, they tend to stay out of the, uh, out of the mix of when they make announcements and stuff is going on. They even go so far as to not even let you comment on them. And I mean, I, I remember going back years ago where if you said anything negative in their forums, even when we, I played HCO that you immediately were, um, cut off anything that they deem negative and we've never been that way um, I, I get irritated sometimes I get irritated sometimes at what people say not so much because I don't value their opinion but sometimes they're so far in left field um, it's ridiculous and so that's why I like doing these things when we make announcements so we can go through everything and clarify everything and let everybody know what the what the real is out there not the False. So anyway, that's let's let's uh, shoot forward. Sure. So uh, we'll uh, 
we'll do kind of a reverse of our normal format and we'll start out with our uh, listener questions um and then we'll uh, we'll talk with howard on um what all um he has to the unasked questions the answers to the questions you have not asked um so let's start out so um you know i think we'll just live, i'll just go with the 30 second version of this howard then i ask you the first question here um so you know for the near term here hopefully the near term um whiz kids has uh, suspended their sponsorship of the roc um and a lot of that seems attributable to covid and the pandemic and the distribution of maps and events not being ran um so you know there's several different announcements here and several different questions on points and maps and legality is and all that kind of stuff so we'll dive into all of that um All right, so our, our first question comes in from Sam Powell. Uh, what happens? The, yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's been interested in getting back into it in 2021. So um, what happens to the points that we already have? Um, what happens to the basically the WKO points that we had last year or the past two years, really? They're froze. Uh, the, the WKO points are still good, uh, providing we have uh, WizKids Nationals and Worlds. This year, they're still usable. Um, you just can't accumulate more for now. Um, and uh, so they're just, they're just froze until you can use them. Okay. So, like, if there is nationals at, say, Origins in 21, we still would be able to use our WKO points to, to internationals. Right. That's correct. Um, so, Caleb Reddick um, is kind of a... Uh, wanted to know more about rock maps. What about rock maps? Are they still going to be produced, sold? If so, will we see more events online, or I'm sure online, to incentivize uh, buying and I would assume playing for them? Yeah, well, I mean, we made rock maps before we joined with WizKids, and they were just as popular back then as they as they are now. Um, I mean, we obviously we like having the WKO and the WizKids logo on there. We like them being legal. Uh, but we will continue to make maps just like we did before and I, as we are now. The uh, the quarterly map right now is the Phoenix Nest, and that and that will last until the second quarter, and then we'll have a new prize map. We already got monthly maps starting in January, um, and those will continue. Um, there's always the possibility um, that when, the, when uh, this all becomes unpaused, that... Uh, I can talk with kids into making coming back and making those maps legal. Um, I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but that possible. I don't see why that wouldn't happen. I mean, I may have to. We may have to do some some special things to. Uh, I mean, you know, for example, the maps right now that that we there's nothing wrong with the maps that we just produced, the sewer map and the Phoenix Nest and uh, and data mine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with those. With the concern, it was my concern, and, and it's kind of weird. It's kind of, I almost felt like this bit me in the bit me bit me back uh, when I brought it up that I was concerned about the distribution and that I would that I thought that maybe we should sell some of these maps, um, and with and that turned into Wiz Kids looking at it and saying, hey, we need to put the program on pause. And but the reasoning is sound. I don't disagree with it. So 
but my point is, I guess to get back on track on the question, um, is when we started, when we started, uh, when the sponsorship started with Rock, we didn't start from day one and those maps were WizKids legal. They took the previous two years worth of maps that had no WizKids logo on it and that we had produced for Rock and said that all of those maps were legal. So my hope is, is that the, is that when we do unpause, that the maps that we're producing now will be legal also for WizKids. But that's, again, there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. Right. Um, I, I would say that distribution uh, could affect that. I mean, if I can go and, and you guys are purchasing maps and, and we're playing, uh, playing in events, that certainly would help when I talk to WizKids. Right. Um, you know, and I think the other point I wanted to make here with Caleb's question is, you know, 2018 is when the um, right after Royal Rock Cup 2018 is when you announced the partnership to originally. Um, and, uh, you know, you had to make a run of the I, don't know, I know specifically it was Pal Farm, but then there was a couple of other maps at that time. Uh, maybe like the hedge maze or something. Don't quote me on that one. But I remember my map was supposed to have been a prize map, but to make it with kids legal, um, you had to make a run of them that were sellable uh, That's right. and, and purchasable. So, you know, the, um, you know, I saw some things about the uh, um, data, uh, the Phoenix nest and then the sewers, you know, supposed to have been prize maps and, you know, there is the prize version of those that are essentially a variant map, but you can get the exact same map as a viable. Um, you know, the hardcore collector would want both, uh, but for all intents and purposes, the maps are the same thing uh, functionality-wise. And, you know, you've had to do that before um, just to make sure that people can get the map. Yeah, that's right. Well, what happened with that? Uh, when your map was released... It was released at the cup and it and it became the quarterly prize for the fourth quarter of that year. And there were and and WizKids was kicking in in January. So we made that announcement and it seen and that's a slow time, seems to be a slow time. The last quarter of every year has always seemed to be a, a, a slower time because we've already ran rock the cup, we've already uh, run all the regionals, the states, all that stuff is run. And it kind of slows down, and, and, and all the WizKids main events have, have, have ended. And so it's almost like we go on vacation or take a break or whatever um, during, the, during the holidays from clicks to a degree. I mean, there's still some stuff being played, but it slows down a lot. So the right. distribution for your map when we hit January was just not that much. Um, and so it, we, what – we don't want to have happen. We want the prize maps to be something that people have to, to play to win. And that's rare, but you don't want to get it to the point where it's too rare. For example, let's use the, um, the recent Phoenixes that were released. Okay. Um, there's probably what 30, 40 of those in the world right now that are released. Now there's more of them. They just haven't done anything with them yet. Right. But if whiz kids, were never to release any more of them, that would be unfair. That would mean that those 30 or 40 pieces, even though that they were they were prizes and valued because they were prizes, 
it it creates a un, unbalanced game and that's the same with the maps we don't want we don't want the distribution to be so low as to where it's unbalanced in the game where you can't hardly any not anybody can have them and right. that was my concern with the sewer map and that was my concern with um, with phoenix nest um all of them that that was the concern and that was a concern with your map way back and that's why things happened the way they did right now the other thing that i probably would have done a little differently but it wasn't really on me is i would have probably put the the i would have probably put the phoenix nest and the sewer map we wouldn't have done anything with data mines of course but i would have put those I would have put those up for sale for 50 bucks rather than 30 bucks just to right. just to show that they are not a monthly map, that they're a little bit more value. Uh, Wiz kids didn't want to do that. They wanted to do it at 30 or 29. Right. And, and I'm fine with that. But to compensate for that, we did the cosmetic difference. So there was some some separation between the two, like you just mentioned, uh, so that sure. you had a prize map that was different. Sure. No, that, I think then I think that's completely reasonable request um, to get things to get things moving and to keep and to just keep a map from not being able to be legal. So, um, so I think you know I, DJ Riggin asked a question here about the points being transferable, uh, but this might be a good thing to talk about the new um, the new events and the buys and the passing down of the buys yeah uh well dj of course was at that rock cup announcement where that was at that one question was asked five times so there's hardly any show or anything that i ever do that 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 question doesn't get asked <laughs> just because right. <laughs> and you were there you know exactly what happened that i at least five times after i said that rock point after the, that they're not transferable we got asked at least five times uh almost back to back i think dan <laughs> sure all right so the question is uh how the buys work forthcoming yeah i think it'd be a good chance to talk about how the buys are working coming up this year um at events all right so talking about buys and how those are going to work this year so I have to go to the end game to kind of back up to make sure that everybody understands how, what the buys mean and how they work. So the so the rock, the rock cup again, um, I, there's, a, there's a chance also by the time we run the rock, rock cup that we're back uh, hooked up with Wizkid. Uh, I think that um, I think that we're both that everybody's being optimistic that the fall everything can be back to normal. That would mean having with kids worlds and having the rock cup and having events having wkos and everything again we're optimistic about fall um but the future is un is not predictive um so the way that we've got it set up i had to i had to plan things as if i was going to be solo without whiz kids so we brought the five thousand dollars we brought money back into the rock cup and we will have prizing there also um and hopefully uh, WizKids will be a part of that also as well. And again, the plan, if nobody if nobody's heard this, the plan is, is that 2022 is normal and we are hooked up with WizKids and we're doing all the stuff that we did before, but I'm gonna keep the $5,000 in there. So next 
2022 Rock Cup. Hopefully, we'll have WizKids prizing and also be have the five and have five thousand dollars in there too. Um, sure. So now the Rock Cup. What we this is kind of a hybrid between what we did before and what we were currently doing with WizKids. Um, to get into the cup, um, you used to have to you used it was free to get in if you uh, and you could play your way in by winning rock and rolls or win or, or playing in some events or or using your points and that would buy you in at different levels and we had quarter semis. Um, and then the finals, and then we did away with the quarters, and we just had semis. Um, so what this is, it, it's it's kind of like that, but the but you don't qualify the way that you did before with points. There's no points being involved, and everybody will pay to come in. I don't care if you have a buy to the to the final day, you're still paying um, an entry fee. Now the reason that that has to be is to fund the cup, to fund the money. Uh, where we, the way that we did it before, we had gobs of of tournaments that we went that we were able to uh, take money and, and fund the cup, and we were able to fund fifteen thousand um, dollars. A little bit different than that now. So it's what we're doing is we're using part of the money that we're making when we run the cup to fund the prizing on the cup, if that makes any sense. So that's why everybody's got to still pay an entry fee. Um, I, I we've worked out the itinerary uh, in our heads. We've taken notes of what the Rock Cup's going to look like, but it's not locked in concrete. But what it looks like right now is is something like this. Thursday night we would have our our little little uh, special tournament that we used to do the team event. Friday uh, we would be having um, a battle royals and stuff like that, and then we'll do a special event. Uh, probably like the wrestling event on Friday, late Friday for people to come in and, and play. And, um, and then we go into Saturday morning and Saturday morning, we will start the team event. Um, and uh, again, rock and rolls and everything and hard rocks all going on at the same time. So again, team starts Saturday morning. If you don't want to uh, participate in turn teams because you want to try to qualify for the cup, you can do that by playing rock and rolls and uh, hard rocks teams will start swiss play early in the morning uh when it uh it, when it ends um we will then um we will then play uh we'll take a slight break and then we'll come back and do the finals the single elimination after that ends that it'll be uh not real late but it'll be that evening that night um we will then do we will then start singles and if you um, you can qualify uh, by playing to get to that point, you can qualify by winning tournaments during the year. Um, if you win a uh, if you win a uh, a qualifier or a special event, um, that would that would put you in in the tournament at that point. You can also have played in rock and rolls and some events at the cup that will also get you in. And then all of those people play, and um, then uh, and then we're gonna. I think where our plans are to. I don't remember what the cut is, but I want to say we're cutting to like 32 or half. The, I think we cut to half the field. Half the field goes forward. So if we got 100 people, I think we've got it. That would be like 50 people going forward into Sunday. 
we're, we'll play Swiss rounds. I, I think we're scheduling going on memory, Dan. So, uh, Okay. Don't don't quote me. I don't have my notes in front of me. I want to say we're going to play four Swiss rounds and then half the field move into Sunday. So then we'll close it down Saturday night. We'll come back on Sunday and Sunday that half that field will join um, people that have gotten buys to that point. There are you can earn a buy into that point. Um, that could be a special event, but it also would be the last year's winners, uh, the, uh, the world champion, which would be, um, which would be, um, um, damn it, Adam, it would be Adam. And he also happens to be the national champion. So he would have got a buy for that, but we're taking more and I don't remember the number, but we're taking more, I think, than just the, just the top. It might just be the top guys, but we're taking them. We're also taking the team winners. They all are, they're all into Sunday plus any special events that we run, um, you know, something like a regional, but we might call it a special event that if you win that one, then that would take you straight into Sunday. Um, but there's not like a gazillion ways to get into Sunday like there has been in the past, but you can get into Sunday by, by working by, and, and then you would be joining half the field. Then that field, uh, would play X number of Swiss rounds. And then we would cut to 32 like we've done before. And then that 32 would play single elimination. Um, sure. So that all should sound familiar to people that have been at the cup. It's it's kind of, like I said, it's a hybrid between what we've been doing and what we used to do before. Um, now, those tournaments that we're talking about, the qualifiers and um, special events and um, maybe states, if we happen to run states before the cup, it's which is a possibility, but that you can earn buys uh, at those at those uh, tournaments. Now, sure. if if Dan Powell wins a qualifier and he's already qualified at, at the Cup at any point, um, well, I mean, if you if you qualify higher, uh, but if you qualify, if you're already qualified to make it in the Swiss or in the final day, your bypass is down to the next available person. You know, sure. and, and it'll keep passing down until we hit somebody that's qualified. And we're also not, um, and again, I don't remember this. It's all of the, Alex and I spent an hour or two just sitting there discussing that. And, and we got notes and I just don't have them in front of me. We're taking more than one person at these events. There, we might take the top four. Um, and I don't remember what it was, but we're taking more than one that, that qualify to go into the cup. So every time we have an event online or we have a live event, hopefully sometime in the future, you can uh, you qualify to make the cup that way. Um, again, you still pay when you show, but you but you're qualified to play. And uh, sure. so that it's a little bit different uh, but, than before. But I but I kind of like it. I think it'd be good. What sure, are your sure. thoughts with that? No, I mean, that makes sense, right? I mean, it just depends on when we get to start live events and. Um, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, as soon as, and I think as soon as y'all know, y'all will, you'll put out a, uh, a list of how you can qualify and how you can get in the cup. But I mean, I think there's a good way. It's a good that the buys, you know, can transfer now again. Um, always like that feature versus just, uh, you know, one of the things with WKO points was, uh, you know, you just keep earning and earning and, you know, you max out, right. 
Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, then, and that always put down, I wouldn't say put down, but that, you know, that meant that getting second place was awful bad, right? Before you could, you know, get qualified by, you know, uh, getting second or third place, right? If you had a, a string of players that had, you know, were winning all of the events that year. So, well, yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you had that year that Patrick won, I don't know how many damn events. Easton won a bunch of events one year. I know you won a few events in one year. And, uh, yeah. and uh, hell, Adam may have done it last year if we'd had more events. Uh, but that's exactly right, is that we don't want to, we don't want to pe- we don't want people to think it's almost pointless or worthless to go to a tournament because it doesn't matter what they do they can't get in and that we also obviously want the cup to be full of full of players too so we're going to sure. try to reasonably get as many people to come as we can but we don't want to you know it's a it's a fine line between having over qualifications and having not enough <laughs> and but we want sure. people to play so that that's yeah. Uh, and you also still you also want to have the, the opportunity that if you that if you just want to come to cup and try to get in we'll have that too you can get there and more than likely if you play a little bit you can get in uh, even at the cup. Sure. No, that's good. I mean, you want people to get in and play, and you want a good field, and you know that's that's what you're after, right? It's always a balance, right? I mean, but uh, it is. You know, I think I think from past experience, you've always gotten you know the the top the the top level of players that have gotten into the final day uh, and it's always been a great level of competition that way so um, well everybody has different things that they try to achieve um, somebody just making it to Sunday some players just making it into Sunday that's a major achievement for them sure and they feel accomplished even it doesn't matter what happens on Sunday if they lose every single game they feel like they've accomplished something just because they're they're at the table with the best players in the world. And so That's right. every, everybody's different. Everybody has different different levels of where they're at. And I like those players. I like those players that are just excited about being there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Dustin had a question about the alternative formats. Uh, so Alex and I are going to hopefully try to get together and record and talk about some of the alternative formats to tag on to the end of this episode. Which hopefully. Dustin is this? Uh, Dustin Cravens. Okay. Um, there in middle Tennessee. Yep. I know Dustin very well. Uh, um, he's played a few times at the store. Yeah, for sure. Haven't uh, seen him in a long yeah. time, but no, he's I gotten he's back into there. it. Uh, he, uh, he top aided at um, Tennessee State's, Back in December, back in early December, um, he may have even top forward, uh, played, uh, I think, a scientist or uh, he played the the Barclay scientist kind of team with some Latvian folks. It was pretty cool. Always yeah, he's, a good, he's a good player. Um, to answer that question, um, the alternative formats, because we don't have whiz kids involved. We are able to introduce and do some things. I mean, we, we had multiple formats before um, we, but we even when we had multiple formats before they were, we were kind of restrictive. And I think right now is our, our attitude is until we get back with whiz kids and until we get to the final, you know, the final days, let's just have fun. Let's just, let's just have as much fun as we can. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's roll out some, 
some tournament, some different kinds of formats. So it, it's not boring. And, and I, I mean, I know there's sticklers there that just want to play 300 point modern all the time. And, and I'm kind of in the middle. Um, I don't like, I'm not a golden age player. I hate playing golden age. Um, but there's some alternatives. Like I used to like when, uh, when we created, uh, rock limited way back in the day, I really enjoyed those when we first came out. And so we're not, we're not going to go back to rock limited, but there's some things like, uh, you know, Aaron's wanting to play like from the mighty Thor forward. Yeah, the Mighty Age one. Yeah. Yeah, the Mighty Age, and I like that. That that interests me. I, I I mean that get that gets all the all the good stuff in there, and you know you can throw in some things that uh, prevent stuff from happening. You know, like maybe no resources, and yeah. uh, and I'm and no ID cards. I'm fine with that. Um, I think that's fun. Um, and uh, th- those are the kind of things that we're going to introduce, and you know. Uh, the winter maps are wide open right now. Uh, anybody can do whatever. In fact, we've opened it up to more than just venues so people can play at home. Um, and yeah, uh, so you had a whole announcement on, on play at home and, um, as well since then. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know what people don't know. And I'm, I'm kind of, I, I just leave it at that. I, I want people to shout out when they get their kits and I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah, I know we want to we want to get a kit for here at the house and and play some here in, in January. Well, when, you, when you get your kit, you need to shout out about what you think of your kit. And uh, All right. well, right it. now we're still putting rot tokens in there. I, I just showed you a preview of what I want to replace those with. What do you think of that? No, I like that a lot. Um, and that was in the uh, that was in the announcement, right? We can talk about that. Yeah, we talked about uh, it. the um, the design's not the card yet. Card, but that's the design card sleeves and. Yep. Yeah. So the the design, uh, obviously, the, the tentative design you show me looks great, but it's it'll it's a design that has the rock logo on there and a window for the uh, card dial and um, uh, you know nice clear front and I totally I totally like that idea 100%. I think that's something new that um, you know hasn't well, been done. Uh, no, it hasn't been done. This it's a card sleeve designed for HeroClix in modern modern play, and uh, for the you guys can't see what I what we what we've done, and it's it's not final yet. I I got some um, I got some stuff in to look at uh, just yesterday, and I got that, and I'm submitting my design probably tonight, and hopefully everything works out price wise and everything, and um, I wanted to create something that was cool and something that maybe this is probably something that we don't we won't just put in kits but we'll probably make available for people to purchase i think it's i think it's actually good enough that people will want to buy them um card sleeves the 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 game's changed of course back in the day a regular card sleeve would have been perfect because yeah people are allowed to look at the front of your card but they're not at the back of the card so having a card sleeve that's the back is is not visible was a good thing. So that way you could put all your cards in card sleeve. The guy hey, he'd look at in and he couldn't look at the back. So that was perfect. And the game changed, and now you can look at the front and the back. So the last thing people a lot of people like to protect their cards. And the last thing that you want to do is every time somebody wants to look at your card is pull it out of the sleeve and hand it to them. It slows everything down and it's just aggravating. So what we've done is we've created a sleeve that's customizable for, 
for that, and it's it's clear on one side, the front, and on the back, it's three quarters covered and a quarter not covered. And the part where you can see the stat window, that the uh, like Dan said, you can see the uh, uh, the actual clicks on the dial, that's going to be visible. And uh, it also tells you the range and all that kind of stuff. So that's visible, so you can protect your cards, and you can also um, keep them in the sleeve at the same, and, and people can see them at the same time. And we'll put the Rock logo, like Dan said, on the back. And then, and then, I didn't want. I took. I don't usually we put the Rock logo with a year on it, and but I don't want these to be dedicated to a year. That way, if we have uh, time between. If we're we're going from 2020 to 21 or 22 or whatever, and then you're like, hey, these sleeves are old. They're not their last year's sleeves. So we took the year off and in its place, we put a little we put a little spot, a little bar. And I think, you know, that'd be kind of cool. We'll put a bar there. It's a little yellow bar. It matches. And then people can take a um, take a, a Sharpie if they want to and they can write their name on it. Or they can write whatever they want to on it. They can write down the date that they got it or the, that they top aided or what the heck ever. They can put whatever they want to on there. They can write it and and, uh, and customize it even a little bit further if they want it. Sure. No, I think that's I think that's really cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Looking forward to seeing the final design and uh, getting some in hand. Yep. So that's so that's the plans for that. And uh, I think those. The other thing that I like about the card sleeves, especially if I get what I want, uh, is we only put we only put enough tokens in there where you got two tokens. We're going to be able to put a heck of a lot more card sleeves. So you sure. finish fourth. Um, again, this is nothing locked in concrete. Maybe you get eight card sleeves. Right. Sure. No, that'll be really cool. Um, so Ryan Redman wants to know. Um, a two-part question here: Is there is there a current timeline to start back up with WizKids? Um, and will the monthly um, map program continue? I don't know if we touched on the monthly version yet. So I, I got the first part, but he's, what's he what is he asking about the monthly map? The VIG. Uh, just will the will the monthly map program continue as is? Okay. Um, so there's not a timeline because I mean, who would have known a year ago um, or even, a, even uh, I think this all kicked in in what late February, March last year with COVID. Yeah. Started. Early, early March, very late February. Yeah. I, I don't think any of us ever anticipated that you and I would be having a conversation going into the first year in hero clicks and the world would still be in the same status. We thought that, well, I mean, some people, I mean, there was a mixture, but a high degree of people thought that this thing would just blow over and um, and be done with. And that didn't happen, and it's not happening. Um, so none of us, I mean, we all thought we would have worlds. We all thought that we would have some of the things at the end of the year that didn't happen. And, again, we're optimistic because we know that the vaccines getting out uh, or vaccines are getting out and we think that the world will change, but it's not predictable. It's, um, it's only hopeful. And we hope that by midsummer, 
that there's some kind of normalcy back in the world. And we hope by fall that there's a whole lot of normalcy back in the world and that we're running major live events again and that uh, we're having nationals and worlds and um, all the goodies. And when and if that happens, the plan is to unpause uh, WizKids sponsorship and and everything will return to normal. In fact, you know, you've heard me say this many times, Dan, I'm a a strong believer of turning negatives into positives. And um, that's what we want to do here. We want to take all this negative, negative stuff that's happening and that we've had to not have WizKids involved for right now. And when we come back, we want the rock program to be better. We want now WizKids is back. We get the con exclusives in there. We got good prizing and all that kind of stuff again. The WizKids maps are more legal, um, are, are legal now. Uh, we've also, we have, we are, we look harder at our map making more so than we did before. We have better people that are, uh, are more people. It's a better way to put it that are involved in and rock and making sure i've got alex i've got aaron very enthusiastic people that are making sure that all the uh, dots are dotted and all the t's are crossed and information is getting across and the maps are right we're we're, we're more involved there uh we've got five thousand dollars that's being put back in that I, that is the plan is to keep it there we've changed the program around uh, the way that we the way that we do do everything and so the idea is that when it's all said and done and, and, it, and then we're back, that we are better, that the program's better. We got better prizing, got card sleeves, we got whatever in there that and everybody's happier with it. Um, the VIG program will continue um, and uh, we will continue along the same route as we did before that you'll be getting maps. Of course, they're not going to be stamped WKO. They're the monthly maps. You'll still get your variant maps. And again, I will say, and I'm saying this, do not, do not take what I'm saying as, as that this is going to happen. It may not, but there, I have some hope that when we come back together with WizKids, that maybe we can go back and look in these maps that we've been producing over the, over the course of this year, maybe some of them, maybe all of them, um, become legal. I mean, it isn't like we didn't do it before, um. But I know that WizKids is going to want to look at what our distribution is on those maps. Um, they're going to uh, and maybe find a way of maybe where we can increase distribution on those maps if that happens. Because they're obviously, if, if, if we have a February map and we sell 50 of them total in the world and that was it, I don't think WizKids is too interested in saying, hey, those 50 maps are legal. So, um Right. And, and, you know, and I think there's a point that I've been thinking about on this one, Howard. Um, and, uh, you know, there's a there's a, it's a balance. There's a fine line to always, always ride there. Right. And um, the the balance there, I think that 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 is communicated with WizKids, you know, how many maps are sold, how many is out there. But I think my point is, you know, maybe maybe bluntly here is we play a collectible game that says it on the box. Yeah. Uh, WizKids also announced a few years ago, and it's continued to be um, true, is that the more powerful figures are 
um, in the super rare and chase slots, um, which means that those figures are more and more money. Yeah. Um, like I think the Tennessee State's team that um, I think without maps because my maps weren't that expensive generally. I think the figures for my Tennessee State team uh, came in at a little over a thousand dollars. I believe that, but you know, you didn't and, pay a thousand dollars for all together because I mean, you can trade and borrow. You don't have to spend a thousand dollars to have a championship sure. team. I mean, sure. Let's, oh, well, let's talk about I, the, I, I didn't even win. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> so well, I mean, anybody, uh, maybe the most perfect person in the world to use as an example of when people say you have to spend money to play clicks is Adam Friedman. Um, I don't know that Adam Friedman ever owns anything that he wins with, and he's a world champion and a national champion. Right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. So, you know, I mean, uh, I, I think my point there would be, you know, the fact that maps cost money, right, whether that's the buyable or the winnable, you know, because there's been winnables that have been worth, you know, yeah. quite a bit. Um, is that as as long as they're in circulation, they they're going to cost money. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, we play a collectible game. You know, um, I, I think is my point, and um, you know, I think as long as they're able to be purchased right whether you know as long as you can buy the kit right the the win a map kit the um the 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 qualifier kit the regional kit whatever that is um for the winnables you know go buy a kit run an event right now now this is obviously assuming that we can run events right um but you know there's been years in past where maps have gone and being very expensive um whenever you've had them readily available for kit sales yeah and uh you know they they didn't they didn't run the event um yeah you're talking about a fine line it's it's kind of funny i've seen maps we run a quarterly events with prize maps and for whatever reason um we just sold a lot of kits to the point they're like, Oh my God, I'm getting this map again. Same map. Can we get another map? And I, I think a good example of that, where it was oversaturation, not because we had the maps out any longer, but it was the, um, uh, what was that map called with Spider-Man? Uh, had, um, the docks, the fair, no, the fair, was it the ferry? Staten Island ferry or the dock? No, the docks is a good example. Anyways, yeah. the docs just it just seemed like everybody had a doc map and and it's because it was it, it we didn't do anything differently. They were just the kits were just selling like crazy at that time. And um, and then you have other quarters where they don't sell as much. And it's like everybody wants that map because it they were they wasn't just the distribution wasn't as much um, just because we didn't it just be the, they didn't run as many events. So, and, you know, that goes back to what I was talking about with your map that at the end of the year, that last quarter was a little bit leaner. Um, so that, you know, it, it's all it, you're right. It's a fine line. Me, myself, I've always I don't have a pro, I don't have a problem with it, with a figure bringing a lot of money because 
that's what drives the game and that's what makes it exciting opening and buying boosters and the uh, playing in sealed events is those figures that when they they get pulled and i mean um I think there's a lot of people, there's some people, I don't want to say a lot of people, that I think they would just uh, rather that you just buy the whole set at one time and pay just one one regular price and you got everything in the set. Let me tell you, that's that that becomes a non-collectible game, and that has killed many a game. That's right, yeah. Right, or you've got a, or you select, or you spend four hundred dollars on one thing, and you know you play that for a long time, and hopefully not get get bored with it. I think Tyler would still be playing Wells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He might not now since he's got Juggernaut, which, by the way, I really like that piece. Yeah, Juggernaut's really nice. We're looking forward to playing that. Um, so Tom Shannonberger, um, he likes the paper maps, you know, yep. what's, what's the plan for paper maps? Well, you know, everybody likes to make suggestions Well, you ought to do this and you ought to do that. Um, I, I read a, a recent post by Jay where he was talking about doing something with the prize maps and, and stuff like that. And what everybody doesn't realize is that paper maps can almost be as costly on a, on a, actually they can be as costly Okay, if I for me to print one one map, I, I will spend as much money printing one map on demand of paper than I will a neoprene map. It's the same price. Where but where paper comes out way ahead is when you I could print a thousand neoprene maps and my cost may not go down per or not go down that much per, but where I can print a thousand paper maps. The, the cost goes down grossly. So the problem with paper maps, I would like to swap paper maps out quarterly uh, and more and just as frequent as I do the prize maps or you know something along those lines. But to get the price to where I can afford to put them in the kits, I have to buy a lot of them. So um, that's the problem that, that people don't seem to understand. And, and trust me, I've, I've, I've talked to all kinds of printing people locally, nationally, uh, globally, um, to get it all done. And, uh, and it's, 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 it's a difficult thing. Most people, it's the setup of the printer, um, that the paper itself doesn't cost so much, but it's the setting up the printer, the printer time, and then the ink. And it's just, if they can run a thousand of them, like, Zip, they can zip through them and they're done. But when they, they have to use the same amount setup time, the same every do everything they do to run ten of them, and uh, so that's why the price is so, is so different. I mean, it's so much more than price per. And if, it, if, the, if the price per goes up, I can't. If I can, I would love to just order twenty at a time, or thirty at a time, or fifty at a time. I could I could change yeah. those maps out. I could put map different maps in every daggum kit. I wish I could. I can't. Um, and it's uh, so. Pro- what my plans are is we we have we still have a lot of the hedge mage maps. They're going to go in there. They're good maps. They're they they are whiz kids legal. And uh, as soon and as soon as we run out of those or before we run out of those, I'm going to order more. And I'm going to the ones that I order the 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 uh, 
the uh, new paper maps. They will, I will, I'm going to target WizKids legal maps first so that when you, so when people are getting those that they are, they are still WizKids legal um, at that time. So there'll be some of our prize maps, possibly, I don't know. I don't think it'd be our prize maps. It'd, it'd probably be our monthly maps. I don't think I'll touch the prize maps, but it'd be the, uh, the monthly maps and, uh, and some of our more, I'm obviously going to go after the more popular ones right off the bat, but you'll get two maps. Sure. Uh, you'll get two maps, the front and the back. And uh, I order X number of those and, and I just keep changing them out as quick as we can sell them. And that's the other thing is they, I will put those up on the rock site for sale. Um, and I don't know what they're going to be selling for. They could be probably eight to $10 per map, um, which is what we, we've sold them as we've sold paper maps for as much as 15, 12. I'm thinking maybe an, an MSRP ought to be like eight to $10. And, um, but we will, we'll take those maps where people, if they want to buy them, they can, but they'll be going in the kits too. Sure. No, that's good. I think a lot of people will be excited about that. Um, and then our last question that was asked uh, was from Anthony Barnstable. Uh, when will the Rock Hall of Fame 2021 be announced? Um, so the way the Hall of Fame works is, you know, we put people in the Hall of Fame the first go around. And I think we chose well. And, you know, we had this conversation before we it's uh, a lot that there tends to be too much focus by players over who who should be in. And they're only and their only basis is recent memory. My memory goes 20 years. And I look at things that of, of people that have done things for 20 years ago that maybe are in the game or not in the game. And that's that's everything from WizKids employees to designers to people doing podcasts to players. And so the first five uh, players that we put in, they were chosen for their contributions play-wise to the game and for their contributions possibly non-play-wise to the game. Um, and we also wanted to have a good, I wanted I, the, the first five, I, I felt like they were qualified to be in the Hall of Fame, but I also felt like they were somebody that could set a, um, set a standard for people going forward for, for using some, um, for being able to talk to each other and choose other people to come into it, because that's what it's about is I, is, is I don't, I'm not going to, I think vote voting by players is not what I'm going to do. I don't want this to be a popularity contest. I don't want, uh, I want people that are in the know uh, and that, and that talk about it um, and have some, and have, the ability to, that, that have been playing for years and have have years of experience to be able to choose who comes forward. And of course that, that group grows every year. So, I mean, you start off with five and you got 10 and 15 and you, and it just keep, it keeps growing just like a lot of hall of fames do. And those guys will decide who, who gets in and there's some prerequisites and that's, that's pretty much them. I mean, that's pretty much how it is. And, um, I hope that that keeps to grow. We, I haven't done much as much as I planned on doing with the hall of fame. What was supposed to happen was at the rock cup, the, the guys were going to, they were all planning on coming 
and we're going to have a little ceremony for them and uh, pass out some plaques and stuff. And I also have a wall that I, that I, that I want to dedicate at the store to the, to the uh, hall of fame where they got plaques. I mean, pretty much it's going to look something like this. Um, Patrick, he's one of the hall of fame members that have the plaque, that have his name and the year that it's inducted. And then it's going to have a little, uh, what do you call those little codes that you scan? A little QR code. Yeah, and have a QR code on it, and you scan that QR code, and that that QR code will take you to a bio of Patrick, and a bio that can be updated also. Um, but you'll read that bio and tell you a little bit about Patrick, who he was, and what he's done, and yada yada yada. So every member that goes on that wall will have a little QR code that they can go and they can that they can look at, and that's pretty much what what I'm doing. And so I guess this year that I, I guess we're going to induct. 10 instead of five <laughs> we'll have these guys will go around and they'll get the, they'll get the next five i've got to prod them along i haven't we haven't talked to them in a little while but um in january i'll get them going i'll start saying hey guys you got to get this together i'd like to announce it sometime in february and let's get the inductees for the so hopefully sometime in february we can start announcing who's in the hall of fame sure um so that was the end of the questions that were asked. So what are the answers to the questions about things that weren't asked? Well, we covered a lot. I mean, the biggest thing that I want to talk about is that there's a lot of assumptions made. Um, one of the things, and I, I answered this, I'm, I'm sure you read the post, that uh, one of the things that that I uh, that uh, that bothers me, and, and, and you know, it's is that people take – and, and, and I'm going to defend WizKids, I, and I guess I defend myself a little bit, too. This this whole thing about WizKids not doing this or not doing that, I, I read some things, and I know you did, too, Dan, where yeah. people are claiming that WizKids, they're all effed up, and they can't get their stuff right. And why are these release dates late? And that's BS. That Let me tell you something. I order stuff from all over the place, and I've been dealing with all kinds of mail issues and shipping issues. Whiz kids, when they when their stuff comes over, it comes on a boat, boat, and so a lot of my stuff is coming on the air. But they to get their stuff over at a reasonable rate and get it shipped here, the cheapest way you can ship something from China uh, is by boat, and it's a safe way of shipping also normally. But the COVID restrict at, at first. All the plants have they've had problems with the plants being shut down and they've had to build new plants. Secondly, um, they've had you've had uh, we had the the war, the China and Trump wars going on with import and export. Then you had the covid issues that that's kept it from moving from point to point and going through extra steps. And all of those things have delayed everything. And so uh, WizKids is kind of at the mercy of everything they plan everything based on when they're supposed to get it they were supposed to have stuff in the warehouse weeks and weeks and weeks ago i just talked to my distributor yesterday and now i'm not this i'm not saying this to scare anybody um but at that moment they still didn't have the stuff in the warehouse that my my rep told me he said it's going to be there and they're going to ship it out and it's not unusual but at that moment in time there was not in the warehouse according to him and that's not WizKids' fault. That's just, it's just, it's a logistic problem that in logistics, there's too many things that when you, when you're going from 
one part of the world to the next, it takes some time. So, I mean, it's just really for them to, for, they trust me, man. These guys are on top of their stuff. I talk to them pretty regularly. And sometimes I can't talk to them because they're so busy trying to keep, get things done. And sure. they're, they're sweating. They're sweating it out uh, on stuff being made in China and getting stuff done. And, and uh, I mean, I, I talk to them and they're like breathing a sound of relief sometimes when they know this part's got done and they're on schedule. There's just things that they can't, there's lots of things they can't control. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody can control COVID. I couldn't, um, the, uh, another rumor that was going around that is that everything that we've done is just a money grab um, for, uh, for the maps and everything else. It's not at all. We never had any intention of putting rock maps into kits um, the prize maps in the kits, it kind of, it got dictated to us and it got dictated to us for a sound reason. I had the choice. The choice was simple as this put, you can, you can, um, you can do what you want with the maps, but we're not going to stamp those whiz kits legal, um, uh, as prize maps and you can do whatever with it. And, but we're not going to stamp them. But if you, but if you want them to be whiz kids legal, then you need to put them in. You need to put them up for sale so there's a wider distribution. And right. um, so, from my end of it, I I would rather, even though yes, it's putting a little bit of money into my pocket. That ain't why I did it. I did it because it was it was better. I, I you you Dan have a. I, I don't know what map you have, but I'm sure you have some of the prize maps. Would you rather have me? said, hey, I'm putting your prize map up for sale for $30 at, at the uh, at Gamer Mats, or your map's no good, and you can't use it. Which would you rather have? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'll just say, I mean, I bought the uh, the sewers map, you know, for $80 um, before the announcement, or before any of this came about. And I'd rather be able to play with my map than not play with it. That's exactly right. And so, so I mean, you know, and, you know, and, and Howard, you know, this is the one thing that, you know, that I would definitely go to to bat for you, um, especially going forward, because uh, you've got Alex, you've got Aaron helping with the, um, the kind of the design approval of these maps. Um, but I, I think maybe the way that I would put this, Howard, is um, you don't go to work every day to not make money. No. Uh, You know, WizKids designs sets to sell, right? Uh, I mean, God, let's just, I mean, God Emperor Doom being a chase instead of a common sells boosters, it absolutely um, does, because you want to open those boosters up. And so, and, and in that case, and then in your case, having maps that are competitively designed and uh, bring new uh, design elements to the game, um, and giving people an outlet to play, right? Because you know, uh, if you didn't have, if it wasn't for the rock kits um right you would be stuck with 
you know, your kind of your own scenarios or what kind of pricing are you looking for, right? Yeah. Uh, you get the monthly OP kits, which were which have not been monthly the past few years. Um, or you have WKOs, which are once a quarter, um, and people get burned out on sealed. Um, so, yeah, The Rock is a business and should be making money. Um, you know, uh, and it should be designed in a way that kits will sell and kits make money. I, I, I don't know, Howard, my time is worth something. I would assume you value your time at greater than zero dollars an hour. I do. And uh, I, I said from the get go for the very first time we made that announcement that this was a business and rock was in it to make money. Now, you know, there's a fine line um of how much money to make that uh, you don't uh, it's not making me a millionaire i don't expect it to um it'd be nice but i mean uh even if it made me a millionaire it's not going to be because i escalated things up so high that i'm making that kind of money but make two things drive me or two things drive people honestly um on it, and this is why business is good. You know, you can call it capitalism, I guess, is the way you do it. One, you have a love for what you're doing. And two, making money. Um, when rock existed before, we only did it for the love. But it also handicapped us quite a bit because there was a lot of things that we could have been doing uh, before I before I bought it that would have been making money that would have made the game better. And that that's that's the whole thing is that by making whiz kids doing what they do and i doing what i do um we're making money we're coming with fresh ideas we're creating new product we're doing things that make money and make the game better and that's 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 just the way that it is that's the way that it works and uh um i i i believe that that's the way it should be yeah, yeah. I'm you know, you. another thing you you know you touched on maps. It's something else I kind of want to discuss. Um, I've been playing the game since the beginning. To be honest with you, for the most part, maps didn't mean diddly to me when I first started playing the games. Um, I liked when I first started playing the games. I liked pretty much wide open maps with a little bit of stuff on there, but I liked range and stuff like that. And I liked to be I didn't like to be hindered up. So I. But when I went to tournaments, I really didn't care what map I played on. Um, and there wasn't a, and, and we didn't do a whole lot of thought in the map. There was a gazillion maps. And and I've been to many tournaments. I, Scott Crampton, somebody I think about, because I've been, I, I've been playing Scott, around Scott for years. And I can remember going to big events and, and, and Scott winning initiative. And he looked at, his, at what he's playing and said, man, what? And then he, and I remember him walking around the room or digging in the bags and, running every which way to try to find a map to play on. And sometimes he found it, sometimes he didn't. But the point is, is that even with that, there wasn't a whole, we never, we never had a battle bag. We never had a battle bag. Uh, a few people carried around a bunch of maps, but for the most part, we didn't carry around a battle bag full of maps uh, and thinking that we had to have this map to win. It just, it wasn't done. And then, and then when they changed when they changed theme teams and added theme teams in uh, to where 
um, you could win map initiative and you could win you could win the you could play in your map even then um, for quite a while people really didn't care that much about maps they didn't care that much about maps because I, I remember trying to design theme teams and to, to play to win with and at that time you couldn't put together enough of a theme that it made sense to try I always kept coming back well I can run this it's not theme that's a whole lot better and yeah it just it just kept coming back to that and so theme even we would try but it often we would fail and then then all of a sudden a few theme teams started winning and things started changing and maps became more important and then rock emphasized maps being part of part of a team build and uh, honestly whiz kids followed suit there i mean we we started the three maps being part of your team and now you when you go to nationals or worlds that's the same thing um and maps became more important i think that as a map person i think that right now and, and what's got me start thinking about this was when we produced uh, this last map this last data mines map and it was a, it's a mirror map and for those that, people that don't know what a mirror map is, that means that both sides are basically the same. We've been uh, we've been playing mirror maps since day one. In fact, um, I had a long conversation with Steve, and WizKids was and very. And Steve being the uh, map designer. Yes, Steve being the map designer, who does WizKids and he does ours too. He's made all the maps, and WizKids was insistent. It has been insistent for a long time about maps being balanced. Just sometimes a mirror map's not an exact mirror, but it's close to being a mirror. Maybe it's a, a building over here that's, in the, but then you got a different size building over there. But they're they're very close. But there are some maps that are exactly the same. And um, so when we started making rip rock maps, a lot of our maps, not all of them, they were mirror maps. I mean, you could go to the Mayan pyramids and go to the wrestling, uh, you know, then there are always going to be some mirror maps. But it got me thinking, and, and what's what has happened, in my opinion, and uh, I've been pushing for some rule changes, um, in, my, in my opinion, that theme team and map initiative have become too powerful. And, yeah. And I, I, I think that that's, that's a problem, and I think and hope that it's going to be dealt with soon and uh i think that things change and i think that uh changes that are coming are going to be good i know we got new rules coming out and i think that uh, i'm i'm privy to some of those rules and i think those rules are going to be good and um uh, i i'm very I'm, i can't wait till they start previewing these and and everybody starts seeing them and uh, uh i think that uh I think that it's good, but I but I do agree with everybody that under the current situation, that that I, I just think map initiative is too powerful. I, I think that you can now build teams that with plus ten <laughs> to get your map, and um, it's just it's just got out of hand, and I and uh, it needs to be reeled back in. Yeah, no, I agree, and you know I started seeing this as you know as early as uh, oh as early as say late 2015, um, and it's just escalated ever since then. Um, but you know, and, and Howard with the data mine thing, we we did uh, uh, 
a uh, segment on the show uh, where we went through all the uh, WizKids produced maps. Yeah. Um, and then which ones were mirror or functionally mirror. Right. Um, in, in which case, you know, uh, you know, uh, Tyler, me and Tyler had a little bit of arguing back and forth on that. Um, but there was a, a large percentage of even with just with kids produced maps that are functionally or mirror. It's done on purpose. Yeah. So. And, and like it, and I don't have a problem with, I don't have a problem with a mirror map whatsoever. I don't. I have a problem with map initiative and the way that map initiative is at the moment, um, and the way that it's that it's being done and. Uh, I don't think that I should be able to to build a build a theme build a crazy theme team and almost be guaranteed that I'm going to win map every single time. I also don't think that it's that as player number two that the, the only thing that I get to do is pick sides um, under okay. that condition. Uh, it's it, it's a very fair thing that that if um, that it, it it's it's very poor and. Either I need to have a better chance of winning map roll, or I need to be given something as player two to, I mean, something like, I mean, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if I can't win, if I can't win initiative and all I can do is pick sides, okay, why don't you let me pick if I'm first player or not? Okay, you pick map, I'll be first player. Now, if I'm first player, that makes you think a whole lot differently about what map you choose. That's right. I agree. So there's, there's some change. I, I just, th- I just think under the current circumstance, under the current, the, uh, currently under our, the way we do this, that, that map initiative is bad. And like I said, I, uh, I hope that that, that's something that changes, uh, in the near future or sometime in the future. And, uh, I think that uh, the game just needs to be more balanced there. You know, and uh, I, I will add maybe just a little bit of a comedic comment here. Um, you, you got a little bit of flack, Howard, about what you essentially said uh, was uh, just get good. Um, when some of these maps come out, I'm paraphrasing. Um, but uh, what's funny is that uh, Adam wins nationals and worlds with a non-theme team and he adapted I, I, I guess getting good worked for him it did I mean and you should be able to I mean I remember when I won worlds my team was non-themed yeah you uh yeah yours yours was uh 17 um and your final match you Lost map, and you were on that Spider-Man bridge map of yeah. kids. And um, I hardly ever picked map that whole tournament. I played on all kinds of maps. I had everybody take me to everything in the world. And uh, but you know, you just you have to make a team that can adapt, and you have to be able to adapt. That's right. Yeah, and that's regardless if you build a theme team or don't build a theme team. And we've talked about that on the podcast quite a bit. Uh, doing your map planning um, you know that it's one of those things I don't know I could get on a tangent about map choice a bunch but uh, you know whenever you come to nationals or worlds you have to you have to plan for every map in modern because 
you might end up playing against somebody that can win map, and the only map they have is the Danger Room West from Regenesis. And if you've never looked at that map, you might lose. Yep. Well, I remember, Dan, when a plus six map bonus was, like, huge. It's like, oh, my God, he's got a plus six. And now it's almost laughable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Plus six is only there just for synergy, not for winning map. Yeah. Um, so you know, I, the game changes, and I think yeah. it'll continue to change. And I think I think that they, we need it to change. The game never needs to be stagnant. They're out, and, I, and kudos to WizKids for that. Um, I think that WizKids is trying to simplify the game. They've been trying to simplify it, and hopefully these rules coming out will also help simplify it. Very, very, um, very uh, hopeful for that. And um, you know, I, I just it's, it's changes. But I mean, you got to you got to say this about WizKids. You know, I've been playing again, been playing this game the whole time, and I was. I remember being amazed with Giants. I remember being amazed with uh, when they, they created um, peanut-based figures. Two, two, uh, I, I remember that. I, I remember all these things, and then transporters, and then um, all these different abilities. And then you got freaking uh, feet cards and BFC cards. And uh, then, then they came out with the first resource, and uh, then more resources, and how the resources worked, and then ID cards, and then... Uh, I mean, it's just one thing after the other, and um, I, I, I and, th- and then they've done things with maps. I, I, they just in the, and now that they have all these alternate uh, alternate cards um, that you that that attach the figures, and now they have the no die tech that that uh, has come out. I, I'm uh, I'm really I, they it amazes me that they can keep coming out with things. It's kind of like going to it's kind of like going to the grocery store and you like there's no way they can come out with another cereal and they do (laughs) yeah yeah that's true um so what else did you want to cover today howard i think we've covered everything um i mean the the biggest thing is is i wanted to get people out to know why we did what we did and what it is what it what it entails and and i want everybody to keep the chin up i want everybody to realize that we're we're going forward and things aren't going down. They're going upward. Um, the, we're going to get back to doing events. Rock's going to keep growing and, and, and we're going to, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have uh, events again. We're going to have the bigger events, uh, hope, hopefully sooner rather than later. And um, that I, I wanted, I wanted to make sure that everybody, I, I wanted to defend WizKids a little bit because I think they needed a little bit of defense because I've been thinking, I think they've been getting, some undue flack and some of that flack is is rolled over into my corner where people are making assumptions and um thinking that there's conspiracies going on that there isn't um sometimes the simple truth is just simple it's not a whole bunch of crap behind it and uh, i just want to make sure that everybody knew that and i want to know i wanted to obviously wanted to let everybody know about the rock cup sure no, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to the Rock Cup personally. I'm looking forward to the money being back, and uh, you know, I, Dan. Uh, by the time by the time the Rock Cup rolls around, I mean, the way the store looked the last time you came in versus now, what the changes that we made is is pretty extreme, uh, and we're still doing it. <laughs> You're going to be amazed. Uh, yeah, we have a no. we have a dragon in there now. Oh we my got goodness! The middle, the middle room is being turned into a full fledged tavern look. Um, 
going all the way around. Uh, we painted some stuff on the wall. You may have seen that. We've added new, uh, we've added new shelving, new. Uh, we, we've remodeled. Uh, we've repainted. We've uh, we've got floors that's still going down. Uh, just lots of changes coming in. Uh, that uh, I, I, I'm I'm waiting just for you to come back just to see the store. Oh no, I'm I'm looking forward to it for sure. Uh, oh, new comfy chairs too. Oh wow, yeah, chairs are always a good thing. Yep. So, well, you know, hopefully, uh, 2021 progresses in a positive manner for for all these things, and we can all get back to shaking hands and being oh, yeah. within six feet of each other without fear of mortal danger. So. Yep, B, I agree with you. Uh, by the way, uh, for those that don't know it, I think I was somebody called and asked me. Um, uh, we will be getting um, House of X next week. Uh, I expect mine to be in Monday or Tuesday next week. Uh, we are doing a auction on Wednesday night. Oh, and we sweet. will have everything in there. Just That's kind of become traditional with us. Every time a new set releases that Wednesday and probably that Saturday, we'll have an auction. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think the set will, uh, I think the set will sell really well, so... Well, we've done some pre-selling for it, and uh, the pre-sales have done pretty well. Um, and we had, and you know, the thing is, this is similar to JLA or uh, or JLU rather, um, is that uh, that when we we got that set, I I consider that set the most valuable HeroClix set that's ever made been made, and it wasn't because the chases and all that stuff were better than other chases. I mean, God, you can look at, um, you can go back and look at um, DC set with Green Lantern and everything in it. And that was, uh, that those chases all sold really well and sold well for a long time and zombies. But those cards, those cards add, add a whole lot of additional value to that set. And this, this sure. House of X is the same way. All those cards are are make a whole lot of additional value on this set they uh every brick every case you buy you get what is it seven i think it's seven extra cards yeah something like that maybe a little bit less but yeah well you know six out of a case if you're getting oh a case yeah yeah sorry yeah i was thinking a brick yeah i think there's about three to five a brick you know, on average. yeah so you're getting six to ten cards if you get ten cards and they average ten bucks a piece. That's an extra hundred dollars worth of value. If even if they even if they average five dollars a piece, that's an extra fifty dollars of value. Uh, that's a lot of value. That that's that makes this that makes this that that's that's extra. That's extra extra bonus. That's like bonus money. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. So, well, thanks for being on tonight, Howard. Um, any final thoughts for the? For the listeners? No, that's it, man. I'm just looking. I'm with you. I'm looking forward to seeing people in person again. Yep, I agree. Well, thanks everybody for listening to Clicks Off today, and we'll talk to y'all next time.